0: what's good in the neighborhood refined mama fam it's your girl kenzie back for episode five and as you've seen it it's the daddy edition i could not be more excited to have my husband kevin grantlin and my girl chelsea's husband garrett farrell on this week to tell you all about the lord and all of his glory and all of his goodness it's a little bit of a long one, but trust me, it's full of meat. It's full of testimony and you want to stay till the end because they get raw and they get real and I guarantee you, you know somebody, I don't know, maybe your baby daddy, your cousin, your brother, friend, ex-brother-in-law, I don't know. <laughs> somebody needs to hear this. Share it with them and let them know about the goodness of the Lord and how he can take two wretched men and turn them into men of god and give them a purpose y'all you don't want to miss this let me know what you think
1: good day good day good day this is as you just now heard kenzie say this is the refined mama the daddy edition so welcome officially uh i am kevin Grantlin. The Refined Mama's husband,
2: and I'm I'm here with G himself. Absolutely, absolutely. Garrett Farrell, excited today to be on the Refined Mama. Uh, for those of you who listened to episode three, my wife Chelsea Farrell was on as they talked about the wrong start, right finish. Super excited to be here with Kevin. Give you guys the Papa edition of the Refined Mama. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we're gonna dive right in, um, but we can't do
1: that first without. Um, praying, getting centered, and uh, if if uh, you will bow your heads with me, dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord, and we ask for your direction, your guidance, Father. We thank you, Lord, for for, the, for this day you have made. We thank you, Lord, for your for your mercies are new this morning, Lord, and you're so faithful. And we're asking you to guide our tongues and open the listeners heart, Lord, and us uh, uh, focus their mind, Lord, so that they can receive hallelujah. And we thank you father for being so faithful and using us in such a mighty way. Lord, we, we, we love you. We trust you and we honor you in Jesus mighty name. We pray. Amen. 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 So the refined mama daddy edition, like G said, wrong start, right? Finish. And, um, in the daddy edition, at least this portion, we're going to dive into the, to our quick testimony, just to bring you up to speed. And I turned this statement, that statement wrong, start right, finish into almost a question. And I'll explain why later, but I'm coming from that place where I did not come up in a church home. Y'all I was not drug to church. I may have, I don't even recollect as a child going to church. I uh, remember here and there vaguely, but I, I I wasn't moved as a child. I'd never experienced what it was like going in, uh, um, going to the house of God and praising Him or receiving a message. Um, we we prayed over meals. I mm-hmm. think uh, some of those 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 key meals, those big meals where the mom or dad would put their back into it, we would pray over that meal. Mm-hmm. I, but I think it was honoring them <laughs> more than it was honoring the Father, honoring Jesus. So. Um, I I even asked that question, wrong start? Or by nature by, by nature, yes, or did I need to witness this? Did I need to know what it was like to go and come up in a home where there wasn't that firm foundation where there wasn't that go-to example of Jesus and how he conducted himself and how he carried himself, and that's how we should reflect and love our neighbor, our wife, our children. So I, I didn't come up with that, but I did have a disciplinary father. And when I say disciplinary, Uh, In hindsight, 2020, looking back, I remember that, uh, or I can think, that is why they called him Pops. Because I stayed getting popped, man. (laughs) I stayed, I mean, flicked in the head. I mean, spanking. I, I don't, I can't think of one belt he did not use. And from a disciplinary standpoint, I called, like you can almost say in this day and age, was that a wrong start? Should I not have been disciplined in that manner? And then I think, I'm actually thankful for a great number of those whoopings because I think they saved my life later on. Um, so, uh, turning a quick hard right hand turn, I lost my father to a battle of cancer at the age of nine. And this is right when I was getting good at basketball. And I mean, I, I was, I was almost in a sense, making him proud of, the, the young man that I was becoming because I was getting good at basketball and he was always lecturing me on uh, dribble with the left hand like this. Nope, the head fake like, like that. And when he got that diagnosis when I was nine years old that he uh, was battling cancer, I didn't know by the age of 11 we were gonna say bye to him. And I lost my father at a very young age, very pivotal age right before my teens and I remember as a result of that i knew i was i was i was upset at god because we were praying at that time um it's funny when uh when uh when it when we needed to here we are resorting to prayer and we were even reading the bible by his bedside um so when he wasn't healed when he did not make it and now i am a um a fatherless child in a sense i I was a little upset, not, not gonna lie, I was, I was angry, um, but life in a sense moved on and I, I had my first interaction with um, a church or a youth pastor that uh, took us under his wing. I think it was my mom's desperation mood to get a, a positive male figure in my life and it was um, an amazing moment when I got to see what it looked like for a grown man to walk and be saved, and I mean, lead by example and be and be led by the Spirit and uh, uh, love and honor Jesus Christ. So, I didn't receive it because I had a resentment in my heart. I didn't receive it because I mean, basketball was more important. Um, but I at, at least he at least planted multiple seeds. Uh, we uh, prayed together. I know, I know we went on missions trips. It was it was a, a phenomenal example at a young age of what it looked like to walk with Christ. But I moved on and and I got good at basketball, didn't go anywhere with it. And I quickly went to um, South Florida, where when I tell you I got caught up in the fast life, y'all, there was a lot of abuse. There was alcohol abuse, there was drug abuse, there was um, um, a lot of women. And there was a lot of lustful ways. And I, I, I had zero supervision. I did not know that there was going to be um, definite consequences for actions that I thought I was getting away with, um, and I thought I was just, uh, you know, uh, going through a wild season in my life. Uh, fast forward, uh, I barely made it out of Florida without truly harming our our family, as me and my brother are concerned. And um, when I when I made it back, all I did was I left the the drugs in Florida. But I brought the alcoholism and the partying and horrible habits and, I mean, zero consciousness of consequences for my actions back to Kentucky. And one good thing about Florida, I discovered the fitness industry and when I got back to Kentucky, when I made it out, I think this is um, in 2003, I moved down to Florida in 2006. I think I moved back and I got back into the fitness industry, which ended up being one of one of the tools that the Lord used to, to, uh, save me, um, and to to bring me to where we are today. But when I came back, I I brought back bad habits with me and I in two by 2012. So five years later, I fell to alcoholism as a result of partying and by in 2012 to 2016, it got severe and it got chronic and Um, praise the Lord. I got to a point to where, um, I was at my rock bottom as I know it. And I told on myself, this is the first time I think the Lord started to do a, a turning of my life. And I didn't even know this, this was biblical. But when I told on myself, that's when I started receiving provision and he used a detox. And I actually got sober in 2016. Um, and this, this is March. It was March 17th, 2016. Mm. So, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, I'm uh, coming up on seven years. Praise the Lord. Amen. Seven years sober. Um, and at that same year, I got sober in March in May. I gave my life to Jesus. So he used my rock bottom. He used that confession. He used the fact that I was, I was, I was taking action in repairing what I had, what I had done and what myself will had done horrifically wrong. And he started to do a work on me and uh, may I gave my life to Jesus. And in that same month I got water baptized. Um, and I'm, I'm going to pause right there. Cause we got, we, we at least got me to sober in 2016 and I, we we have some more digging to do, but I wanted to pass it over to uh, Garrett to um, let him share on his testimony of how it got to a point of yes, we're we we didn't necessarily start
2: right, we right. started wrong, right? <laughs> right.
1: And here we are in the Lord. Yeah, good. no,
2: a hundred percent. I think the important part here that we're trying to cover is you know, we, we our goal is to lead people to Christ, right? And I think a, a big struggle that a lot of people have is. Um, once people get to Christ, they forget that they had a past. Like if I'm on the outside looking in and I've not been led to Christ, I start thinking, well, people in the church got it easy Mm -hmm. or they've already figured it out. Right. And so we're trying to make sure that to our listeners today, right. That you guys understand, you know, you ladies, you men, you understand this is truthfully coming from two men who did not have the easiest upbringing, did not have the uh, perfect, way of living from start to finish and now we're men taking care of our children and our wives no we want to make sure you guys understand these are people that um have made it through some fires and are still making it through some fires right Mm. so a little bit about my testimony right so um very similar very similar it's kind of funny (laughs) me and kevin always kind of laugh about this because our, our our past are so similar um but i grew up here in kentucky and uh you know long story short, right? I'll get, I'll just get straight to it is, you know, my parents got divorced when I was very early age to the point, I don't even know the age. I don't know if I was two months or two years. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just know that, um, I don't recall having a household where my mom and father were in the same home, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, good news there is they, they, they kept a healthy friendship, which showed me a lot, right? So I was able to lean on my father for a lot, but he lived in Cleveland, Ohio while I lived here in, uh, in Kentucky. So, um, you know, through that time I did have a stepdad, um, one of my sister's fathers and, you know I kind of grew up in a lifestyle of I'm not gonna say men coming in and out right but you know my dad uh, you know I was he was there but not necessarily fully there I had a stepdad who he was involved um, but as him and my mom had their first child together I noticed um, the other two kids in the household me and my older sister kind of took a back seat, right mm-hmm. so as far as just having a full-time fatherly person to go to, right? Battled with that throughout a a large portion of my life. And kind of fast forward, um, kind of similar to what you said, right? 11 years old, you lost your father. 12 years old, I lost mine, Mm -hmm. right? Car accident, um, shocked us all, right? My Mm -hmm. father was moving um, from Cleveland, Ohio to Baltimore, Maryland, um, literally on the way there during the move, got into a car accident. And yeah, you know, that occurred, which obviously impacted our lives to this day, right? So make a long story short, there's some um, frustration with the Lord that comes with that. Um, now, my walk with Christ, right? I was in church most of my life, right? Um, but I would say conveniently. Mm. I was a convenient Christian. Um, and I'm not even going to say I was taught that. It was just what I picked up. I was too young at the time to be really understanding what was taken on What was going on in the church and i won't say i wasn't necessarily a spirit a spirit-filled church um i was just in a church that you know that we knew who jesus was um but it was very convenient for me and you know through the tragedy of my father passing and you know kind of being a convenient christian i went into the world about as much as i could right i i listened to the wrong music i was um dealing with lust dealing with you know Different girlfriends, different this from you know from the time I was 16 to the time I was essentially uh, you know 19 years old. Mm. Make a long story short, I played football, um, was able to go to college and play at Eastern Kentucky, um, and in college is where I met who my wife is today. She was literally great story, first girl I ever walked into on campus. It's kind of, it's kind of a wild <laughs> story, right? Um, <laughs> you want to talk about the wrong start? We can get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but long story short, um, you know, in that time. It's funny how the Lord works, right? In a time of, I did not look for him in college. I said maybe one prayer a week when it was convenient. I prayed a lot when me and my girlfriend, who's now my wife, were going through hard times. That was when I would lean on the Lord. Um, But, you know, my mom, you know, shout out to her. Prayers of the parents work, right? Prayers Mm -hmm. of the parents work. Uh, I know she prayed for me. and, and, And even if it was just a Saturday night message at 11 p.m. when I was out drinking, partying, doing all the wrong things, I'd get a message that says, you know, love you, keep your faith in the Lord, this, this, that, Facebook message, you know, tags and Facebooks all the way. Anyway, um, all through college, right? So to make a long story short, one summer uh, going into my junior year of college, I get a phone call from who's my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, that says, hey, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm pregnant. And uh, it's funny enough, I know the folks on the on the other side don't know where we're at, but we're actually sitting in Kevin's gym that he owns, right? And funny story is I found out in his gym. <laughs> we can get into that on, another, on a, another day, right? Another time, another day. But found out here and, you know, my world, again, kind of crumbled right before my eyes. I'm 19 years old. I have mm-hmm. no clue how to raise myself, let alone raise another child. Um, you know, it, just a lot of things, a lot of emotions hit, but... To make the longest story I can, because this is such a great testimony, is, you know, me and my wife did not want our kid. Me and my girlfriend at the time, we did not want our first child. And we actually had the check in my pocket. I had the, the money ready. I was playing football. She was still trying to figure out who she was in college. We drove to go get an abortion. Mm. And, uh, you know, we thought we went to the right place. They sent us to another place that we thought, okay, great, this is the place where we're going to get an abortion. Turns out that center was a center to prevent young couples from doing that. Thank you. Um, the, one of the ladies who worked there, her husband was a doctor actually, you know, the ones that check on babies do ultrasounds. She's like, Hey, I'll give you a free one. But in that room, she simply brought up, I don't know what your faith is, but this is a sin. And I'm not joking. And talking from talking from a guy who didn't know who the Holy spirit was, the Holy, looking back, the Holy Spirit literally came in like a rushing wave in that room, smacked me on the back of the head, and said, "What are you thinking, man? You know, with wow. God, all things are possible." Wow. And uh, to obviously, long story short, you know, now looking at my life, um, turned that, turn that just bad situation into ten years later. You know, I'm married to that same woman. Uh, we're going to celebrate 10 years in August of this year. Nice. We have three children now. Three. The first one being 10 years old that uh, our, our intentions were to abort. And, the uh, eye opener. And, and, and now, as can you know, you in the eye yes, opener. right. And, and what a kid, right? What a kid yes. and what the Lord can do. Um, but just to give you that perspective, right, is still working through it, still trying to figure out how to navigate being a, a father, a husband, yeah. but most importantly, being a, a son of God yeah. and leading how... He would want us to lead. So I think as we get into some of the topics we're going to talk about, just want you guys to understand our testimonies and um, how faithful God is. Well, and I've, I've got to in- interject because he is so
1: faithful, even when, even yet while we were sinners, yeah. Yep. he was uh, he, he had us on his heart. He loved us. And of, of course, he died for those sins. And I remember going to the house of God in my uh, mid to late twenties, even when my alcoholism was, was, uh, um, I me mean, spiraling out of control. I call it like, like a slow quicksand descent. Um, I was, I remember going to church because of the girl I was dating at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. And, um, how disrespectful, uh, was I, but I was, I was, I was hindsight looking back, I'm thankful for the seeds and at least I was, uh, um, at least there was a tugging, at least there was a tugging in, um, um, something, in me, that spirit, man, that, 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 that was probably down to a, <laughs> to a little, uh, one of those coals that look like dust, right. <laughs> but you, but you blow on a little bit there and you, you can see a, a little flame there, a little coal there. Um, I was going in the house of God and at least, um, there, but my goodness, uh, the, the verse that popped up that is l- literally on a page right in front of me when you were in that office and that brother or sister of Christ absolutely reminded absolutely. me of James 5 19 yep. and 20 my brothers and sisters if one of you should wander from the truth and should and should bring that person back remember this whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude mm-hmm. of sins because I mean I mean from that moment looking forward um, how many times you were able to per, to uh, repent and turn from your wicked ways, uh, praise the Lord. And coming coming from, I'm I jumping back to my testimony and uh, trying to get you up to catch up to uh, real time. I'm, I'm baptized and I'm walking with the Lord, and I'm I'm, I'm actually in recovery at this point. So I'm um, I'm in sober living. Trying to get my life in order because I, when I tell you I lost everything, yeah, I, I had to classify as homeless. Mm. Uh, the bank came and got their car, rightfully so. Uh, so my car's repossessed. I'm walking, and I'm in sober living, and I'm walking to work. And I've never been more happy. I, I, I can honestly say, as a young Christian, someone just walking in faith, and. I felt like I was seeing for the first time, and colors seemed like they were vibrant, and sounds seemed so crisp and so clear. I was walking the streets of Covington at the time, in sober living around Alcoholics Anonymous brothers and brothers and, and sisters. Um, not all all of them were saved, but they were at least trying to stay sober. And I was I remember being happy, yeah, humbled and happy. There's something about walking in humility even now, obviously, but walking in humility and, the, and, and appreciation for what the Lord has done, even when it's little. And I, I I remember being appreciative of the fact that I had a job that I got to walk to. I was listening to the word and worshiping on the way to and from work, so I enjoyed walking. <laughs> and less than six months later, they asked me to be a manager of Sober Living Houses, which came with a vehicle. Mm. <laughs> and it got me back into the gym. Yeah. I was I was three hundred and thirty pounds when I actually got sober. I remember getting back into the gym and because of the as a result of walking, which is powerful, just foot the pavement, I lost over 70 pounds. Mm. And I'm back in the gym now. And then in less than a year, I was called by a gym that heard that I was looking for a place to train here on 27, which we're on we're 10 miles down from that gym today. Yeah but I got called to a gym to start personal training training again, which started a career. And um, I wanted to go to what was a wrong start, but I was going through, I ended up entering into marriage, but I was going through a divorce. And this is fast forwarding through uh, personal training and when I actually got called to um, purchase my own gym. I have my own gym, praise the Lord. But then as I'm walking in what was like the happiest time of my life, a dream come true. I'm now operating my own gym and where I get to glorify the Lord yeah. in my gift. I'm now getting a divorce. Yeah. So the most important relationship I knew at the time was falling apart. Yeah. And there was there was, there was a multitude of sin going on there. Me on me on my end, of not walking in faith because of my phone, because okay. there's lust that can be found right there on your cell phone, mm-hmm. and she ended not, up she ended up falling. Not a I'm hot honest.
2: topic in the Christian community, right? no.
1: But we're gonna bring it to the front. <laughs> we're gonna bring it to the front. This is the daddy's edition, <laughs> right? And um, we we've got to address it, gentlemen. And uh, I I remember finding out through a conversation that she had fallen into the arms of another man. So there's two sins right there that we were not faithful. Yeah. And, um, on, on, on top of the deprivation to myself, but my marriage as I knew it was crumbled. I was living in a basement at the time, Mm -hmm. living my dream going through one of the darkest seasons of my life. And I remember I, I continuously, because I was operating um, glorifying God. I was in my gym. I remember one of my members at the time kept on inviting me to community family church. Mm. I'm like, I go to seven Hills. (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm content there. I am good there. I go to church and I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm operating a gym and I'm glorifying God. Go to community family church five, six, seven times they, somebody invited me, which is an emphasis on continue to invite your neighbors to your spirit-filled church. If you know that your church is preaching the Bible and spirit-filled, keep inviting them to church. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't work on the first time. If it's bringing
2: transformation. If it's bringing transformation. Right. absolutely. Because I mean, that, no. If, and this is not a knock to any, by no means is there a perfect church, unless Jesus is involved in doing his work. And even right. then, we as humans are flawed. But if you're seeing true transformation from people, so they are not the same as they used to be. They're not walking and doing the same things that they were before they came in. Yeah. Yes, drag them in, keep preach inviting. it to them, keep inviting, because yes. I, I think, and I know you're gonna to get to this, I think you've seen transformation for yourself, oh. even from, I was baptized, I was walking the right way. I was blessed. I was getting my own gym and think. And you still seen. You still might look back and say, "From how many years ago was that?" Three. Three years ago to now, I don't know who that man three years ago was. Right. So I'll let you continue. And I I mean, I felt so saved. (laughs) I was.
1: I was. I was praying every day. Safely
2: saved. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: And here I go. And someone said. Uh, when, when they were inviting me, they, they said, it, if you come to Sunday night, you better put your seatbelt on. Yeah. I said, hold on. First of all, I'll come to your Sunday night service yeah. and I won't wear a seatbelt. <laughs> you know, don't challenge me. I'm a grown man. And I went and A, thank goodness, I went because my eyes were then open to what it looks like to be involved in a celebration we, we, we call it a, ser- a church service, but I mean, a lot of these are just celebrations yeah. that we get to be in the house of the Lord. But the spirit was moving. The spirit was actually moving. I felt it. I felt him. And I did not know that when I was in the darkest seasons of my life, I didn't just need to know Jesus. I needed the active movement of the Holy Spirit in my life over my mind so that I stayed saved and sober and on the present course because i was i was in a dark place y'all and i didn't know how how it was going to end up if if you've ever been in a place where you don't know how this is going to end up it's called the 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 season or the the moment of the unknown (laughs) and i i need to hear that still small voice. And sometimes I needed I, I needed a trumpet. I needed a lion roaring. And um, praise the Lord that I got exactly what I needed at Community Family Church, which was to go a little bit, a lot of bit deeper, not a little bit. I needed to go deeper in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, needed the, I needed the Holy Spirit himself, the comforter, the advocate. I needed the, the provider to actively move in my life in a major way. And uh, praise God for that. Do you have
2: anything that? Well, I, I just think it's kind of what we're touching on, right, is um, what you said, I need to go deeper because there is more. There, there's so much more. I kind of touched on being a convenient Christian, right? And man, what what an experience when you realize there's so much more. We tie church, we tie our relationship to Christ to our brick and mortar buildings. We We tie that, right, to our brick and mortar buildings as far as everything happens inside the church. And, and what happens is you feel good. You feel so good on those Sundays, no matter what church you're going to, you feel so good the word hits because the Lord is there. He promises where two or more are gathered, I'll be there. He's yeah, there, yeah. right? But it doesn't teach you how to battle on Monday.
1: Yeah.
2: It doesn't teach you how to battle on Tuesday. It doesn't teach you that the relationship, I mean, imagine, or think about relationship. If you only go to Kinsey, right? Your wife on Sunday, even if you go all three services, your marriage will not last. Real quick, I w- I want you to take that
1: same concept and then go into the early, you know, what year years of your marriage? Yeah, and yeah. then leading into yes, yeah, so you I mean, guys went
2: deeper. Part of it too is my wife um, had no idea who Christ was when we met. Right? She knew enough to say, "I believe in God." Right? And that's whew, God, that. That alone is emotional because of. Knowing her today, you would yeah. never have known that. No, right? no. Um, but just alone, obviously, you know, I was I was very pressed on. We are going to go to church, right? Um, we had our baby out of wedlock, and in those first six months, you know, we were going to church, doing all these things. And actually, the night we got baptized was the night I proposed to her. Mm. Um, Good move. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we also had committed to being celibate. Yeah, being celibate um, from the time of. I don't, I, remember, I don't remember the exact time, but I know it was about a seventh month period. We were celibate until our wedding, uh, actually a day after our wedding night. Um, <laughs> How'd you but, do that? Never mind. Don't do yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, no. Different topic, different day, right? <laughs> right. Um, but we were beginning to learn the steps it took to be obedient to Christ. Now, has it been perfect? Absolutely not. Um, you know, I, I think this is a good time to kind of bring up, you know, at least from my side, right? I know you're going to get into your side with, with Kinsey and, and how all that came about, but relationships, right? I want to speak to husbands for a minute. Come on. Right? Um, been battling, right? Been battling for months, years at a time. You talk about the lust of the eye. We got these daggone things called our cell phones and, and things pop up and, you know, we don't know about what's going on in the spiritual realm, right? Of what things have attached themselves to you that until you really... Address them and give them to Christ and I mean give them to him not just say I need your help mm-hmm. You give them to Christ that they will continue to not only battle you but battle those around you right and um, Just in our time of marriage, you know, we've we both battled things and what's so crazy is Communication right communication 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 if there's one advice I could give to those couples boyfriend girlfriend those young couples or those who've been married for ten years like myself we realized we had a gap in communication because what Chelsea was battling, my wife was battling was the same exact thing I was battling. And we had no clue. We were battling it in different rooms, right? That's Mm. how the devil works. He'll do things like he'll, he'll do things to make you battle two different things. And you, if you guys would have just came together, Wow, you would have overcome it, right? So we can battle this together. We can battle yeah, this together. That's marriage. Um, but the communication piece has been something that's been pivotal in, in our relationship. Um, and we're getting better. And, and when I say we're getting better, I'm talking about we're still working on it. We are still being refined in that. Um, but we, we have set some guidelines, some, some absolutely no, no if ands, or buts as far as our walk with Christ, right? Um, the Bible says, what does God want out of marriage? And it's to have godly seed. And that is our biggest thing is not only for ourselves, but how are we raising our children? How are we bringing them up in Christ? Um, and kind of rewinding and fast forwarding at the same time, as a man, I had to have a very harsh audit of myself. Thank God. Right. The Bible talks about it. The woman is to submit to her husband. The husband is to submit to the Lord. I have not, I had not done that. I had not submitted to the Lord. Fully. And I fully, right. Absolutely. And that's, Absolutely, I had not fully submitted unto the Lord, and and partially I didn't know what that looked like. Um, wasn't taught that right. I I wasn't taught that until almost a couple years ago. Um, Partially because I don't think I wanted to. Talk about. I don't think I wanted to submit to the Lord all the way because there were things I just did not want to give up. I didn't want to give up my music. Um, I didn't want to give up certain things that I was watching. I did not want to fully give Him. Me, pride. I'm the man. Hey, I'm leading my family. I'm taking them to church, God. Um, I'm financially taking care of them. My kids have me and their mom in the household. What more do you want from me? Yeah. And you know what? That would tie into the same thing I would ask my wife. And this is just until recently. I had to have a harsh audit with myself because I'm very big. Again, where did I come from? I come from almost a single motherly household where she's doing everything, cooking, cleaning, financial provider. She's doing it all, and I'm coming into my house, and I'm like, oh, I'm financially making sure y'all are good. I'm helping cook and clean a little bit here and there. Like, what are you upset about? Mm. I'm taking – I'm giving you more than I know so many people had ever had, and I wasn't looking at it, one, from her perspective – but two, I look at it this way. We're, we're taught to lead mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually being number one, and financially. That's five categories. And then maybe there's more. If you got some more, put them in the comments. Let me know, right? <laughs> but those are my five big ones. I'm covering one. You know what? I'll give myself two. Physically, I think it's important to eat right and be in the gym. So I'm teaching my kids that. you so disciplined. And, and I, I'm pretty disciplined yeah. from that category, right? So I'm doing two out of five. Yeah. When is that a passing grade? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a D minus in most places, and, right? And I, I, I can interject real quick to catch, catch me up to
1: Kenzie. Um I'm, I'm, I'm in the darkest season, and I thought that I was, like I said, saved, good, awesome. And I get the community family, and I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm barely knee-deep in the living yeah. water that I need to be fully submerged yep. in. And I, I, w- I was almost shocked. I felt like a new Christian again. Um, yeah. And I realized that there's a way of living that is, yes, holy, that is, yes, considered righteous, noble, and pleasing to the Father's eyes. And I did not know, but hindsight looking back, that I so desired to make my father proud. Yes. And I did not even know that I, that I needed to accomplish this and get off of my pride box for what I've settled for and how I have grown to be a man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I, I ain't gotten that, son, I'm proud of you, uh, since I can remember. And here I am now in church we and now I'm being shown what it's going to take for me to get that. I'm proud of you, mm-hmm. son. The comfort. I needed to hear that and I needed to, to, to have a church led by the spirit so that I could see what it even took to do so. I didn't have any males in my life to, yeah. to show me. Yeah. And I didn't have any even role models. I'm, I'm sitting there running my own gym finally, praise God. And I think that I've made it, but I, as a man, I have not gotten that. I'm proud of you, son. Mm -hmm. I have not made my father proud. So I, uh, praise God leading up to, I finally meet Kenzie, but it's at the wrong time. Y'all Uh it wasn't. I mean, I met her and I, I, in hindsight, looking back, I wanted to unmeet her. Because there was there was a season where yes we met but we couldn't be. Mm-hmm. That's we, we, we had to stay respectful, and this 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 goes a long way. And um, wow, it was a test. Mm-hmm. While he's doing everything for me from an emotional standpoint, getting me through this season, even taking me deeper in his spirit to be more aligned with his will. Here is. Kenzie, but you can't be. You like Honor be me in that? this. Honor me in this. Honor me in this. I, I, I dove into the word yeah. almost blindly. Thank goodness for uh, Pastor Tom at Community Family Church's sermons that were speaking directly to my heart. But in my private time, I was also taking on the challenge of diving into the word so that it can take me through the week. And I needed him and his voice throughout the week so that I stayed respectful, mindful of, what, of, of, of the, the sensitive ground, the holy ground that I was wanting to walk on, which is his will being done here on earth. Yeah. I, needed to, I needed his word to be submerged in his word so that I was walking a path that was right in his eyes. Because I knew when I stepped foot in community family and, and decided to continue to partake in such Rich meat. <laughs> yeah. um, I knew that each and every step that I took was very intentional on his part because he, we, like, I was being affirmed by his word that I was, I was right where he wanted me to be. And there is Kenzie, but I can't have her. Okay, and it was complete separation. Mm. I called it the refining fire yeah. of, okay, this. Season is ending. The old relationship is gone. Yeah. And here we are, we're in, in a, almost a three month process where we have to stay separate. Yeah. And we have to abide, we have to be respectful and mindful of his will being done. And um, it, it took every ounce of praise, prayer, and getting into his word. And I was, I was into his word searching. For what? For for what? Lord, speak to me in real time, please. Yes. I'm into His Word, and I was like, I need a Specific. word right now. I wasn't waiting on Sunday to get a mm-hmm. word. I needed a word on Tuesday. Yeah, I needed Him to speak to me because mm-hmm. I was struggling with my flesh. Exactly. I was struggling with my eyes. I at that point, I was I was delivered. In that point of refining, I was delivered from porn. Amen. I was delivered in this season from nicotine. I I, I even entertained vape back in the day. Mm, okay. And this, in a sense, like he was cleaning me. He was cleaning me, showing me that 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 look
2: how you were walking. Getting you ready for your bride.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, This is not going to be acceptable. Yeah. Now I need you to walk perfect. And if you research that word perfect, back in Hebrew, it just means maturing. Yeah. I need you to walk perfect. Yeah. I need you to be more perfect because he, I mean, we're, we, we're serving a holy father, a holy God, he is perfect and he wants that for us. Just mature, just mature, just mature. Praise God. And, um, I'm, I'm going to open us up real quick to, um, what it, I mean, what it truly takes. Cause I remember in this season um, where I needed yes, a word, I needed him to deliver me in a sense from what I I, I thought was was as as good as it gets. And it it for for me, I'm I'm gonna be honest, in order to finish right, it's gonna take repentance.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. It's gonna take repentance. Cause if we are all honest. And I, I don't mean a repentance as, as though I'm sorry, especially when you know you're going to sin again. Yeah. Because I've walked in that season far too many years of my life knowing that I'm going to, oh, I'm, I'm a human. I'm going to mess up again. Yeah. Willful sin is, is in, in my opinion, slapping grace in the face. Yeah, 100%. It is. And, and um, James five sixteen. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Not just a disease, healed from your wicked ways, healed from a generational curse that needs to be broken and can be broke by you. And uh, that, that verse finishes with the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective.
2: Mm. Touch on that for a second, right? I, I think that's a, uh, and I know we're, I know we're coming up on time here, here in a few, but some important subjects, right? We only get a couple pop additions, so if we go over, we go over. But you know, you just said confess your sins to one another. So much of this refining that we're talking about and the transformation we're talking about is, yes, it's the repentance and it's and it's being in the Word and it's talking to, talking to the Lord, and He's going to lead you to where you're supposed to go. But it's also understanding. Your surroundings, Mm. right? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Because I also noticed, you know, and I've got friends. I'm still great friends with most of my friends from high school and even college, um, you know, and, and praying for those people as much as I can to be delivered and to find a relationship with the Lord. But I had to shorten up kind of my dependent circle because especially as men, we need honest men. In our corner now. If, if if you're listening to this and you're blessed to still have your father, and that father is someone you trust and, and is leading you the right way, you have someone to go to that's going to give you that good advice. But you still need a brother, um, a friend, someone you can go to, right? I mean, I've Kevin, we've had conversations even recently where I've like kind of said, "Hey, like here's what I'm going through," in versus it being, "Well, let me spin this to where you're right, Garrett," because <laughs> that's what most people are gonna do. That's If you've got friends that aren't really looking out for you spiritually, they're going to find a way to spin it the same way I would. Because that's what I was – that was my fault. I'm always going to spin something to make me seem right because that's what my brain tells me to do. I need people that are going to say, have you taken it to the Lord? What's your prayers looking like? What's your worship look like? And, oh, hey, by the way, biblically, this is what this says. Mm. Because, hey, Kevin, you might give me your advice – but you know, deep down, he don't need my advice. Right. He don't need his wife's advice. He needs his father in heaven's advice. And so having someone in your back pocket and in your corner from a spiritual perspective, that's going to tell you, look, there's right, there's wrong, and there's the truth.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm there's right, there's wrong, there's the truth. Come on. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, yes, repentance. Yes, I needed to find myself at the altar. I needed to, to to lay those tears there. I needed to cast to cast my burden on the Lord. I needed the, the Lord to carry my cross at times, um, most times, and I also needed to walk in that repentance. I needed to 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 show my to to show myself, but m- more importantly, to show Him that I'm. I'm trustworthy and I can walk in this new light away from that sin and away from that way of life. Because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if 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 you found yourself in, in in a season to where you are returning to that sin over and over and over again, we can break down your daily habits and and break down your daily what, what, what you are partaking in on a, on a daily and weekly basis mm-hmm. and we can find where you are you are not leaving that behind you are not leaving that healed and um that the ending of that prayer leads me to we as brothers have a responsibility to walk in repentance the fact that we have repented that lifestyle so that Our prayer is powerful and effective because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So if we find ourselves praying for one another and we aren't leading that righteous life, there's no power and effectiveness in that prayer. So you're literally just saying a hopeful statement. Yes. (laughs) So uh, let me ask Garrett a a few things, which hopefully we can we can wrap up here in a second, or there will be a part two of the <laughs> yeah, daddy I can edition. I see it coming. Because <laughs> um, I, I do want to walk, or have a conversation about the more walking in marriage. Yeah. But uh, if you were able to talk to the younger you, what would you say?
0: Man.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, the first thing is, what is your walk with Christ? Right? Do you believe he is everything? Because I would have loved to have the mindset I have today as a 30-year-old man as I did as a 16 through 18-year-old man, right? Um, Now, I do believe everything happens for a reason, I do. I think that there's beauty in the storm. I think there's beauty in the uh, trials that we've gone through, even talking about marriage, right? You know, If I would've been walking perfectly with Christ, would I be with my wife today? Mm. I can't say yes, I can't. So there's beauty in that. Um. But but I would say you know le- starting with Christ, and the second thing I would say is learning to become a man. Like go find a mentor. Mm. Go find a mentor, someone you trust who's leading you first off biblical, like someone that's going to smack you upside the head from a biblical standpoint, but they're doing it because they love you and care for you because. You know, that's that's where my heart's at right now. I want to be that for other young men, whether they're, you know, 14 through 18 through 14 through 24, right, yeah. is um, let me help you with this, right, because you, you need someone. You need someone you can go to that's going to give you that fatherly, brotherly advice. So find a mentor um, because, man, I struggled with pride for so long. Yeah. Gosh, you know, I just struggled with it so long, and I can't even say I'm I'm great at it today. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm being refined in it. But pride has led me to so many unnecessary battles. Mm. If I would have just submitted myself to the Lord first, oh, yeah. it would have made it easy to submit myself to my wife or to my children or to my job. Like so many things, yeah. come with learning to submit yourself. But you, it starts with submitting yourself to the Lord. So, Amen. it would be those two things. Like, what, what would I, what
1: would I say to the younger you if I were able to talk to him? I, w- I would say. Um, it's not gonna end here and your father is near your father is near and I, I would I would hope that curiosity would, would take me on a similar path because I I can't say I regret much of my past because of who who I'm able to testify mm-hmm. to today of while we were yet sinners he still died for us
2: Prodigal son.
1: <laughs> and I I I I don't enjoy being the prodigal son that did return, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that, that, that I serve a father who accepts Absolutely. the prodigal I son, mean, yeah, amen, amen, beautiful. amen. And how, how do men these days need to posture their hearts to accomplish true repentance? When I, I guess you can find yourself in, at that altar call or raising your hand, accepting Jesus.
2: I think pride again, you mm-hmm. gotta put your pride down you know how many times my heart was being pulled to the altar, Ooh. or to the basement, or to the office to go pray? And I'd say, again, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I got a new car. My kids are clothed and bathed. There's food on the table. Like, I'm not cussing anymore. Hey, go me, right? I don't cuss. I'm not cheating. I don't do none of that bad stuff. I don't do drugs. I don't do alcohol. I'm Lord, I'm doing pretty good. Checking off a lot of boxes. Yet I knew there was an emptiness. I did not audit myself. I was so angry and bitter all the time, even as I was getting blessed. Mm. Because there was something missing. And it's what you said. It was that that comfort of a father where I had to admit I needed a man above me to wrap their arms around me and say, I'm going to keep teaching you how to... I, I don't talk to too many men in the 60s and 70s and 80s range, which is something I personally would like to work on myself. But I have to feel like they still crave that same love. Sure. Even though they're the elder, yeah. they still crave that. And the only place you can get that at that age is the Lord. So it, it, again, that would be something I would say is you've got to put your pride down. And you have to be okay getting uncomfortable for the Lord. I mean, you love them. If your wife needed you to do something... You're breaking down walls for it. You're going to make sure you do that thing. But we are supposed to love the Lord more than we love our wife, more than we love our children. Mm. How do our actions display that? Mm. And I think that's something you audit yourself. And even till to, even today, I can say, you've got more work to do. And I, and I love that because it grows my relationship with the Lord. Um, but, but it's a self-audit daily. Yes. The Bible says daily, right? It doesn't say, "Hey, every once in a while, when things aren't going good, pick up that cross and walk with me." It says yeah. daily because the Lord knows daily you need me. Daily you need to come to me and and help allow me to help
1: you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. From a posture heart standpoint, I, w- I, w- I would tell young men and uh, anybody it doesn't have to be a young man um, to to know that the Father's always watching. He knows your heart. So you, and and what I would say is you might as well humble yourself and walk in his ways because you're not getting away with nothing. (laughs) So true repentance is truly finding it in your heart that you want to walk away from your old and wicked ways. You want to walk away. So he knows your heart. Um, And one real quick, what have you learned from wrong start now leading her Towards that right finish.
2: Something I've learned that is, <laughs> if I don't figure it out, the Lord's going to find a way to figure it out for me. Conviction. Yeah, I mean, and what do I mean by that? It's my job to lead my family to Christ. It is my job as, especially having sons. That's a that's a big responsibility as a father for your sons. You are supposed to lead them to learn to teach them how to lead their families. For a daughter, I feel like it's to show her the love that she's to be looking for, right? And, and so my wife, right? And, and, and kudos to her. And I told her that, you know, she has, over the COVID year, she, the devil made a mistake with COVID for, for many people. Because for my wife specifically, she had nothing else to do but to learn who Jesus was. Mm. And there was moments where, because I did not humble myself. That while she's doing the reading, while she's learning the word, while she's leading the family, I had kind of an ugly attitude without even expressing it internally. Mm. I'm like, you're doing this, you know, and I never really admitted this, but like, it's interfering with our time. Look at that. Yeah, talk (laughs) about prideful, right? Like, someone should (laughs) have smacked me upside my head. Yeah. And and, you know, as she was doing some of the leading, like I had to audit myself because I'm like, why are you, what's causing you not to do this? And it was laziness. Mm. That's a spirit that people don't talk about either. I had a spirit of laziness because if I do this, it's going to have, I'm going to have to change all, again, this is years past, but I'm going to have to change some of these things about me that I don't know if I'm ready to change yet. Right. Mm. The Lord's going to, the Lord's going to figure it out. He wanted my kids To be led to Christ, regardless if I was going to do it or not. And if he had to use her, he was going to figure it out. But that brought pain points in our marriage, Mm. right? Because she wanted to be led. A woman wants to submit, whether they claim it or not in the day we live in, a woman wants to submit to her husband. They want to be led by their husband. They want to feel safe, comforted by their husband. So it was bringing up small issues in the marriage and I'm over here in my own head pinpointing things that I'm doing good and wondering why she's upset or not feeling as excited about our marriage when she's trying to become on fire for the Lord and I'm over here blowing out that fire as much as I can. So I had to I had to audit that really harshly and and you know recently come to some conclusions on who is it I really want to be when it's all said and done. How do, my, how do I want my kids, when they tell stories to their friends or when they have a testimony, when they're up, whether it's a pulpit or they're leading a small group, and they say, my father did this, or is it going to be, oh, my mom was our catapult for Christ. Mom, and I love that, right? But I want them to see it as a unity. Uni- a uni- unity. yes my, my my parents' marriage led us to to doing this. My parents' marriage was... Biblical. It was based on it was based on biblical, which the Bible says husbands are to lead. Yeah. And in a way, I didn't see that. I, did, I I never saw that as a sin. I never saw it as I was actually sinning by not doing it. Mm. I was equipped with everything to do it. I was choosing not to. Well, one thing
1: I, I didn't even get to the to,
2: to the marriage
1: piece. But while I, I'm a very spirit filled, spirit led <laughs> wife. Her name's Kenzie. Yeah. Y'all might have heard of her. (laughs) Um, And I had to take it as almost a compliment and a pushing me while she's diving into the word, while she's devoting herself, while she's being led by the spirit, while she's diving in for, I mean, 30 minutes, hours Mm -hmm. on end, day in and day out, that that. Is a great piece, a great tool to keep me accountable as a man to not just lead her, but also to be led. Correct. Because a leader, if you're not being led, oh, that that in a, that in its own is a, a, a great motivator for me. And I had to check myself multiple times yeah. in feeling inferior. In, in, inferior. Absolutely, that's, <laughs> in, a great, that's a great point. In a in a a, a day or a week. Um, praise God it hadn't turned into a season, but I, I had to fight that spirit that she is more on fire for the Lord than I am. How am I going to lead? Now I get, now I get resentful. Now I get proud. Now I get scared. (laughs) Now I'm like, I'm disappointing my father and all he's trying to do is uh, I just want you on fire too. Get on fire with him. And then then you're leading again.
2: It's funny because it's like, praise God, you know, in That moment, you had Kinsey, and he's like, I'm literally showing you the blueprint. All I'm asking you to do is do it, get in the fire with and him. now jump get in, in the fire with jump in, and the same thing with Chelsea, yes, right? Yes, yes. It's like, okay, I, I'm, I struggle with starting. I'm, I, I can admit that. I struggle to start. I'm really good at all the in between, and usually the finishing part. Starting for me is always so scary, mm-hmm. whether it's a work project, the Bible, learning. Because if I, I need someone to help me start, mm-hmm. and God's like, See your wife over there? She just had a year head start on you. Right? Take some notes. Audit what she's doing. Because she's now, I mean, she knows the word. She uses it to pray the house down. She's yeah. she's doing these things. I'm giving you a blueprint. I'm just expecting you to take it to another level. Yes. Right? Yes. And because that's what we're called to do. It's not because men are superior to women. It's just the biblical way of that is how we are to lead.
1: And, and from a partnership standpoint, it is a beautiful thing to have that that uh, significant, other evenly yoke that you can bounce word off of. You can pray with. You can you can lead a house together. So, Praise so the Lord! Beautiful. And it's so important. And and uh, what a way to wrap it up on how to finish <laughs> right. Meaning, um, in in this particular episode, we are finishing. We, we, we are pointing at what it looks like to finish right, and we have much more to add on this. Hopefully Kinsey has his back for for another edition um, so that so that I can dive more into the marital piece. but uh praise God, praise the lord i I, I love this topic. There was a lot in there, a lot to unpack and uh, uh guys, uh, you can start wrong, but right finish when the Lord's involved. and uh, remember he uses all things. He uses all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose.
0: Well, y'all, you guys heard it best from two men who have been and are being completely refined by the maker himself, by the hand of God. Listen, if you made it all the way through this, know that you might have started wrong. And maybe today is your start. But if you give it to God, he will help you to finish strong. But the first step is you got to give it to him and you got to trust him and you got to realize that what he has for you is far greater than you could possibly ask, think or imagine. Trust God, move forward and you've got this. Amen. Stay tuned because our husbands will be back on for a part two. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you and may his face shine upon you this week.